You know, honestly, Mark, I can't think of anything I've committed to that's lasted longer than seven years, except maybe my marriage. Right. Well, that's a pretty big thing, guys. <laughs> I'm glad that's still going. Welcome to the Soma Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Paul. Now that we've deconstructed our evangelical beliefs, we're trying to find a way forward to hold on to Christian faith and community in a post-Christian culture. We should probably tell people, you know, that why we're doing this. For sure. So, yeah, what are we actually talking about, though? That's the question, right? Why do we have a podcast? Yeah, so I guess, like, we're, we're in a group together. Uh, we've been meeting a long time, and we just met, uh, I guess, a week ago or so. And, yeah, um, in, and the back, in the backyard. In the backyard, um, socially distancing. <laughs> we're, we're talking here on in fall of, of 2020, so we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and... We it just it just sort of dawned on me that we've actually been meeting for a long time, seven years. Several years, yeah. Yeah, seven Several years. years. You know, honestly, Mark, I can't think of anything I've committed to that's lasted longer than seven years, except maybe my marriage. Right. Well, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's still going. So it's just like how to like how have we been able to do this, right? Like we. We basically are a, a very, I guess, you know, we're a group of people who have very different ideas. Yeah. And we've been meeting together once a month, potlucking, for for seven years. Yeah. Uh, and it just seems to keep going on and on and on. And um, I Well, th- uh, we have one person who uh, posts to Facebook and schedules the meetings, and that, that's actually a big help. Yeah. Um, and generally, yeah, it's been almost every month. Even in summer, we've often kept it going. Um, I think we both have had experience with small groups in churches, um, different flavors of house church. We both had an interest in house church. Um, so there's a lot of ingredients maybe that that come into the mix. And um, we should probably say it got started by a third party, someone that I work with and is also part of the group, um, who helped us connect and, and reconnect because we had known each other earlier. Um, and it just sort of came out of a desire, I think, to process questions that were not being asked maybe in our church experience um, or that we just needed that connection. And it came it came at an opportune moment, I think, in my life. Um, and it just sort of happened naturally. It, didn't, it wasn't forced. It wasn't manufactured. It just... We got together for coffee and then just sort of kept happening. Yeah, like you and I, I, we probably met each other like maybe 20 years ago, right? I knew about you. You knew about me. We didn't really uh, know each other too well. We had both uh, served in, in, the, in churches. We had positions in churches. We were right. both in ministry, pastoring, doing all kinds of different things, leading different ministries and organizations. Uh, and then, you know... Uh, maybe about, I don't know, 12 years ago or so, um, or 10 years ago, we both realized that we were kind of like exiting. Ex- exiting the church. You know, exiting the organization. The, the organization, right? And we, we both tried sort of different variations of maybe some new form of gathering, whether there's house churches or small groups. or um, I had We had both written books. I, I think our books were... We're similar. I mean, we're very different approaches. We have different experiences, right. but basically, we were grappling with 
um, this uh, leaving behind of religion or organized yeah. ministry, organized religion. Uh, and I think our experience is kind of at the edge, edges some way, like um, we both had ministries that probably could only happen because churches were supporting them. But at the same time, there was always some tension or some um, part that didn't quite fit. And I, I tended to reach out to and be involved with people that didn't quite fit in, in the church. And, and so um, early on, my first real church experience was basically a Wednesday night Bible study that just kept growing and, and more people came. Mm -hmm. um, and there was many flavors and variations of that, but it always was kind of a staple, you know. And I didn't think of it as church at the time. Um, it was actually individuals who came to it said to me, oh, this is my church. And, I, and that, in my early thinking that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, isn't the church the church? And But people would come to these Bible studies and say, oh, yeah, this is my church, you know. And, um, and that started changing my thinking and getting into a more simpler kind of understanding of how it could function. So you had this sort of, this thing in your DNA to, like, gather together with people that, that um, were looking for spiritual community, let's say, but didn't really fit traditional mm -hmm. ideas of what maybe a church would be, would you say? Well, I, I was thinking about, as we were trying to make a plan of what we might talk about, I think that one of my influences was, was sort of the DIY punk rock kind of aesthetic. And so we started this uh, coffee house ministry with music and art and bands and and as a part of that, people started coming, and we started um, a Sunday night worship night. And, um, you know, I think it was fairly terrible, the music. And at first, initially, it got a lot better. But um, I was trying to do everything, and I wasn't really great at any one, one thing. But it was just sort of got off the ground. And I remember one night, we did communion. And it's like, wow, well, can you do communion? Are you allowed to just do that, you know? And that's been kind of my... Um, my, my mindset, I guess, as a creative background and artist, yeah, you can just, you can just do it yourself. <laughs> you know? And I think that is part of what we're still kind of doing that, I think. Not, maybe it's not in a coffee house anymore. It's not, we don't have necessarily bands playing every week, but it's, it's everyone can participate. Everyone can contribute who they are and what they have to offer, basically. So you... You kind of started this community accidentally, right? Like, you, you didn't know what was going to happen. had no idea. It started out of my own need and my wife's need. Um, we became Christians in our 20s, or I became a Christian in my 20s. And, um, and from there, we just started Bible studies. And I, I remember praying a prayer. This is in my book, just, God, give me a group of people to work with. And that prayer got answered, and people just started kind of coming. It was a very slow back-and-forth process. Um, but people came who wanted connection, right? People want connection. And there is an, another ingredient, I think, is that spiritual focus. Like, you can get together with people and do all kinds of things, but there's something peculiar and interesting when you add the ingredients of, oh, we're going to focus on God, and we're going to try to understand God. That changes the equation and makes certain things possible. Yeah, it seems like those... <clears throat> accidental communities seem more pure. Like I, I have a similar story, a totally different context mm -hmm. from you, but uh, I was a teenager and um, I didn't grow up with any type of religious background. I think you were the same way. 
But then in my teenage years, I had a, a profound sort of spiritual experience. It really tr- sort of turned the direction of my life. It made me feel like I had a purpose uh, and that God had a plan for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I just started gathering friends in my parents' basement just to pray. It's kind of similar. Right. Just, just what's natural, Just right? natural. I, yeah. want, I want to get together with people for spiritual reasons. And and that that gathering just kept growing. Uh, it's, you know, over you know a year later, we had like 130 kids, not in my parents' basement anymore. That's a lot, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And then um, within a year of, of that, we had like 700 kids. And I, we were leading this thing. We were all like 16 and younger. Like so, it was a really sort of special moment um, for us. And it lasted four years. And it was super pure. It was super energetic. We didn't know what we were doing, but it was. It was it was real community and um, and it was really driven by our, our passion. You know, young people have a lot of passion, so I can I look back at that time and I think maybe that was a unique, perfect storm where I, I right I couldn't try I couldn't do that again, even though I've tried. So that that's sort of where I'm getting with this with these accidental communities because I ended up going into ministry, you know, pastoring, trying to plant churches, trying to start communities, and it just right. seemed like. Whenever uh, it was something that we were trying to do or, or, or had an intention to do, it just, there were so many problems. It just it's didn't. Hard, it's hard to generate one, and, and uh, exactly right. I remember exactly that. It just sort of happened, and I, I, I think I was along for the ride, and God does what God's going to do and brings people and things happen. But after I um, stopped doing what's called the Red Herring Cathedral and tried to work more um, in a more kind of typical role and within a church, it, it's difficult to do. It's, you, you can't make things happen. You know, you can pray and God takes you where He's going to take you. Um, but I think what my experience and, and from what I know of your experience is, it was something that just sort of. Uh, almost like organically, to use a kind of a cliche word, or emergent, you know, it sort of came 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 together and it had a life for a while and impacted people. But then it did end at a certain point, mm-hmm. and that's and maybe that's okay. Yeah, you know? I think so. And I had the same trajectory that you did, where I ended up going more into sort of traditional church forms. And you know, I felt like. Here I have this desire and passion to serve God, and I guess the way to do that would be to be a pastor or to to, to be in ministry, and that's so why I followed that path. That's what you do, right? That's what it's, you do, and so I was. A, I ended up being a pastor, and um, and it's just started to really go down, go south quickly. <laughs> yeah, it was just not what I thought it would be. I started to really question what I was doing. I remember waking up on a Sunday morning thinking, I just feel so depressed. I don't want to go to church and I'm, I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to really believe in this thing. And so I ended up, yeah, it became a point of crisis. I ended up just leaving and I ended up trying to do other things, but still to serve God. So I was many years, I was just, I would travel and speak and sort of be a preacher guy. And I, and then back at home in our own city, I was trying to start house churches and, um, and it was really, it was really um, an unwinding of um, like this, not not my faith at that point. It was like this unwinding of like the belief in the systems and the way we right. did things. And de churching, I guess, is what they yeah. called it back then. Oh, de churching, is that it is? Yeah. Well, we definitely, I definitely de churched, uh, and it, it became more and more difficult for me to be in churches, even though that was how I made a living because I would travel and I would have to speak in churches and. It came to this point where I couldn't even do this anymore. 
I ended up writing this book called Jesus Has Left the Building. And I knew that when I published that book, it would be my goodbye. Like I even have the last epilogue at the end of the book is, is the, my farewell. And this book was my farewell message to the organized church. And I knew I was going to leave it. I was going to leave the ministry. I was going to go try to find my way in the, in the regular world. And, um, and when I published that book, every, every, basically every church um, that supported me, mm-hmm. in a sense, kind of turned on me, right? So, um, like, they told me I was on the slippery, slippery slope without church, right? And that I would lose my faith. And you know what? They were right. <laughs> um, I well, did. faith is a slippery customer. It comes, <laughs> it, you have to kind of work on it, and it comes and goes. Um, and But that kind of takes us to where we hooked up again. So, like, you know, all of a sudden I get a, I don't know if it was a text message from you or something. This was about seven years ago. Yeah. And you're like, I have a friend who wants to meet you. He read right. your book, and he's inviting us over for a barbecue. I hadn't talked to you in quite a while. Yeah, he just, I was talking to him at work and I'd, I'd given him my book and we'd been talking back and forth and realized that we were both processing questions that we were looking for other people to help with. And yeah, and then, yeah, just a tech, quick text and, and then we, next thing we know, we're having this uh, meeting or whatever. Yeah, we, I remember it was a, I think it was a Canada Day barbecue. It was like three couples and all our kids, so you and your wife and, and my wife and I, and then this friend of yours and his wife. And I think he must have been royal, royally disappointed. Like, we should ask him. I'll ask him this later. <laughs> because when that meeting happened, I really wasn't in the same place or mindset that I was when I wrote the book, right? Right. Uh, I was still, I had questioned structure of the church, but it never touched theology. Like, I was in full-blown evangelical theology at the time. Right. I never imagined I would actually start to ask, ask questions that would impact what I believed. Right. And like, you know, and I think at that time when we had that bar- first barbecue, I was in that place. Like I, I didn't even know if I was a, a Christian anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a strange way to start a Bible study, but I think we all were to varying degrees deconstructing our faith or asking questions that, um, like for me, the, the, one of the big questions was a question of hell and how to process that. And um, I had gone through, a, you know, a trajectory of um, being on on fire. There's a cliche, being really involved in ministry, where it's all I really thought about and cared about, and um, to being disillusioned and kind of outside of stop going to church, you know, over a period of a few years. And um, just kind of in, you know, another cliche bomb here in the wilderness. And um, but through that process, I didn't want to lose my faith. I thought maybe I was. I wasn't sure. Um, Ended up making a documentary called Conversations After Church as part of that process. where just asking questions of other people as well as myself with a friend of mine, another friend of mine. We did this documentary. And, um, you know, looking back now. I think it was a necessary process because if you have a question and you don't ask it and you don't ask it of God, I think then your your faith is is brittle and it's not really alive. Right? You have to ask the questions and you have to be honest about your own problems and issues. Um, and the group that the, the group that kind of started gave me and I think gave all of us a place to do that. 
Yeah, so it's like here, here are the two of us in our really early years of formation accidentally, we have these accidental communities that start, right? Right. And then we've, we, we both go into formal church structure, formal ministry to actually intentionally do this thing mm-hmm. with, I, I guess, varying degrees of maybe uh, failure. I don't know if I could put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think you were further into it than I was, I, I, but... Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I just walked away going, this is not working. And then I get to this point where I don't even know if I'm a Christian anymore, and then... And another accidental community forms in, mm-hmm. in my life. I think it's, it, it was. I think everyone in our group could say that. And it it was one barbecue on a Canada Day seven years ago. And I don't think anyone in that in that room thought this would happen again, right? Like it, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't like oh, let's start a house church or let's you know. It was none of those kind of typical methodologies where you make everything clear and what's your vision plan and all that. It, it, it really was just informal, but it was meeting a need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I we're all probably different points in that journey, but I, I know I was wrestling with, um, you know, how I'm going to maintain my faith, struggling a lot with work and different issues, family life, and I was trying to hold on to my faith. Um, I'd sort of check in with churches and we've gone to different churches on and off over the years but it often seemed you know i don't want to make this a church bashing thing i i don't really have an issue with church um it's just that i was looking for something where there's more dialogue and more like i said a do-it-yourself where i can participate what i'm learning and i can ask questions that i can get instant feedback from or responses from yourself or from other people um and i and that's kind of what I've gotten out of this group. Like, and it's and, you know, it's been a trajectory. Mm-hmm. I think that we've all grown by asking some of the questions we were asking. We're no longer asking. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we're asking the hell question anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've kind of settled. We have yeah. ideas about that one. Yeah, that's what I love about the group is like we basically we were totally free to ask any question. Like we've talked about everything, right? And we were. Um, able and free to like chase that question down to to the end to the end of it and there's no one that was tr- had that had an, a hidden agenda like no one i no one was trying to urge us to to a certain conclusion like that's something that i had never experienced before in fact it was usually me in the room that was trying to urge people to a certain conclusion <laughs> uh, as a pastor or somebody in the ministry you think you 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 have to have all the answers you're right? supposed to you're yeah. supposed to and really that whole idea of, of religion, and it's not just religion, I think it's human nature to be certain and to, to say, okay, we, we need to all believe the same thing together. Uh, that, that didn't exist. Like we were able to, all of us, to, to really journey together and to be who we are and to be what we are and, and asking the questions we are. And nobody, uh, it's, it's incredible how everyone just was going on this ride together and it, it had this, we had this first barbecue and then we're like, Hey, do you guys want to do this again? Sure. Let's do this next month. Right. And it just, it's just kept going for, you know, for seven years. Like we said, I remember early in the day, in the days, um, I think somebody said, you know, should we bring guitars together and sing? Like, like there was this idea, like, shouldn't we do kind of like Christian things? Yeah. We were trying to figure out what should be the content. Like, should we, yeah. Should we have the music? Should we have the prayer time? The you know, 
And well, what what are the rules here? I know. And I feel so bad because at the time I just wasn't I wasn't in that place, and I just felt like I just shut that down. Like I was like, no, I, I just can't do that. I I'd go to church. I remember I remember saying I'd go to church if if I didn't have to listen to someone preach a message. We didn't have to sing or have any type of like community prayer. And it's like you take if you take all that away. <laughs> what kind of church is that? <laughs> yeah, there is no church like that, <laughs> uh, except for Soma. Like. Everyone was super gracious with me, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, no guitars, no singing. Like, that's fine. Let's just do it. Even though you're a really good guitar player <laughs> and a singer. Well, I couldn't believe it because really that's how I connected with God. Like, that is essentially how I had a relationship with what I thought my relationship with God was all about, right. was worshiping and singing. And for some reason, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, I, It's like I had to detox everything. I had to just sort of stay away from everything and just get it out of my system. Yeah. It, it just became soured. I mean, it's probably a side issue, but I think that is the norm, the normal spiritual pathway of people, right? If you have an identity and God comes in and tinkers with your identity sometimes quite a bit. And sometimes your strongest abilities and uh, aptitudes, God says, no, don't do that. Stop doing that for a while and, and reorientates you, right? And that's a part of the process that we all go through. Um, so it's in this house group that we've had, I'll call it a house group, is um, I think we've all been, we processed a lot of our Christian identity. Because one of the things that we held on to, I would say, is we all had a commitment or desire to know God. And I think we all, you know, the starting point was Christ. So we weren't questioning as necessarily uh, if we should be Buddhist or if we should be Hindu or whatever. We were sort of starting from a Christian uh, background that many of us had, and many of us ha- had experience with Scripture, knowledge of Scripture. So that was the soil, but in that soil, we were we were definitely asking bigger questions than we maybe asked earlier. Mm-hmm. I definitely, like, you know, I, I might tell people who ask me, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I'll say, oh, I'm getting together with friends, right, depending on their level of understanding of what maybe, I don't go into much detail. Right. Sometimes people do, do, um, press a little more and ask about it and I'll say yeah you know it's uh, it's kind of like a spiritual community and I, and I might say spiritual community but I'm not talking about any form of spiritualism like at the end of the day we we still we would still identify ourselves as rooted in, in Christianity right right um, but like I, I just I want to make a point of that because <clears throat> um, I for me I don't have any interest in like learning a new religion right like I yeah, I remember you saying that quite a bit. Yeah, like you know. it's just too much work. I'm not interested. I'm not even know. I'm not even sure I'm going to stay a Christian, right? Like I, but if I am going to hold on to faith, um, I, I have no interest in throwing away years of devotion and study of the Bible. For example, right. um, there are you know there are stories, there are metaphors, there's language that means something to me, but um, I have had to like I I had gone for several years without ever without reading the Bible again. Like I, I, I do have, I do have to sort of reimagine it. I have to rediscover it. It's not, I don't take it. Um, I don't read it the same way right. I used to. I think many of us are in the group are in that spot. So how, I guess let's t- t- see. I'm thinking there's probably a lot of areas we could go. Like there's a lot of theological topics we've discussed, but maybe we should sort of play those out over 
potentially future episodes. Yeah, I agree. Like, how is the group, how is the house group or the meetings that we've done um, helped you in that process? I know how it's helped me, um, you know, I mean, just on a most basic level, like, what are we doing, right? If someone listens to this and goes, what are they talking about? What does it actually look like, you know? And so maybe it would be good to give people just kind of here's what actually happens. And it, it's probably going to sound a little dull and a little, um, you know, yeah, that's just a dinner party, you know? Because um, a lot of what it is is we get together at a set time we usually have a potluck or whoever's hosting. We, we move around from house to house. We don't stick with one person's house. We take turns. And that person kind of gets to decide for themselves what the food is or how it's going to go in terms of, you know, the eating and coffee and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we also have an informal process where different people take turns setting up the discussion for the night. Um, there's a variety of things we do, but um, it's not the same person every week. And, you know, there's been times when it's been me, it's you, there's been other individuals in the group. Um, often we spend a lot of time talking about our kids or just what's going on, movies or whatever. And then, but we do try to get down to that focused time of discuss, discussing something in the Bible or something spiritual related. Um, and that usually takes up the whole evening. It sounds a little, little dull, but yeah, no, it's, what it, would you add to that? Well, I'd say it's not every week, right? It's once a month. That's important. Yeah, that is important, actually, because I think if we try to do it every week, we would have burned out, fizzled out a long time ago, which is not sustainable. We do connect with each other at other times more informally, for sure, throughout the month. But it, that, that sort of, yeah, Pala kind of gathering is, is a once a month thing. Yeah, um, there's been times when we've gotten together for coffee or beer. Um, I think also the, the, we have a... A hidden Facebook group or a private Facebook group where we will sometimes share questions or articles or comments or just back and forth about what what should we do next time and that to me is a bit of a counterweight and at times it's helpful it provides a little bit of glue um, so that it's not just once a month that there's also some connection happening there and I one of the individuals in the group I see at work every day so there's connection there and I see you and, and uh, your wife quite a bit so there's there's connection that happens outside of the monthly group, and it's not forced. It's just sort of it happens, um, but it definitely helps. I think for sure. Like I honestly, I honestly do not believe I would have faith today. And I, and even as I say that, I'm not even fully sure what my faith is. I know that uh, we've gone through many years of deconstruction, and that's kind of over. For me now, I don't know what more could be deconstructed. Yeah, um, and I am I am looking to try to reconstruct something of a faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think I would be in some form of atheism if it wasn't for Soma, if it wasn't for our group. In fact, that was kind of a running joke. I don't know if it was a joke for you, but for me, it kind of was that. You know, the group wouldn't miss a month because Paul might become an atheist if we don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, need it's definitely you've said it a bunch of times, and I, and I often wonder if you're, how serious you are. But um, for myself, um, I don't. I don't think I've ever lost my faith in God. But I, there's been times when I've wondered, is God really good? Mm. And that's maybe a separate question for another day. But and I've had lots of internal debates about that. 
but one of the benefits of getting together in an intentional, focused way to discuss something spiritual is I do, you know, believe that something happens when you do that or there's a potential for something to happen. You can have a private spiritual life and that's, there's value in that, but there's um, an emergent thing that happens when, it, when, it, when people get together and, and say, hey, this scripture and, you know, this Bible verse about, you know, the bread being multiplied, what do you make of that? How does that really work in, in today? And, and there's something that happens where people are able to contribute what they understand and their experience and their, and their point of view that it brings, it brings it to life. And I think we've seen that like many, many times. You just sort of take your hands off the wheel and just see see where things go, right? And and that brings it to life in a way that I can't get just by myself. We can interject and cut this out, but it almost feels like that's one um, episode episode right there. Yeah, it's, it's it's who are we, and it's the introduction about why we're doing what we're doing. I think what we should say is, obviously, we can't say everything in this first episode. Right. Uh, I think we should talk about hell in another episode because it did That's come up in our conversation. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think we should talk about, is God good? You mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, I think we should talk about maybe how we read the Bible and how that might be different than how it that, used to that's be. That's probably the next topic. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we don't know where this is going. Uh, we would, we said, hey, let's get together. Let's see how this feels. Let's do one. Let's see if it keeps going. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, like when we met for our last SOMA meeting, um, you know, we said, we've been doing this for a while. And, and maybe there are people out there who are like us right. who may have who some. Who are these people? Yeah. Yeah, who, I don't even know who they are. I do think there are a lot of people who are looking for faith connection. Um but they've tried church at times, or they've read the Bible even, and it's it's confusing and it, and it's it's hard to navigate, right? Um, and so I I think what I would say is that that do it yourself. It's perfectly legitimate. There's it's not a you know it's not breaking the rules. You are allowed to do it. Um, I'm not saying you you need to stop going to church. It there it can be both and or whatever works for you. But finding people who um, that you have a connection with and are able to ask spiritual questions and process your journey is invaluable. Right, it makes it become more real. So I don't know if those people are out there or if, if this is making any sense to somebody. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So this is uh, you've been listening to Soma Podcast. I'm Mark and I'm Paul, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.